This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. From the ArmeniaProud.com studios. Genatsat Hayed. This is a toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. A comprehensive look at the Armenian culture only on lineupmedia.fm. Genatsat, Genatsat, Pailuisin Shpesak. How you doing, Brian? I am doing very well today. It's a beautiful day. Very it's nice. It's a Friday. Yes. We're uh, getting ready for our Christmas break here. Yeah. First lineup media office party today office party are you gonna get a little tipsy are you i will not get a little tipsy but uh, no. i will i will be enjoying the festivities uh, with with my co-workers i brought some ori here my friend oh you did i did bring some ori nice. and yeah uh, i'll definitely do a shot of that yeah all right uh, that's my boy i mean you can't you can't leave me hanging like that this stuff oh, from artsakh uh, yeah. this was uh our our stuff here is called moonshine. Over there, it's called handmade. Or uh, <laughs> they put it together. So uh, yeah, I got a uh, I got a little bottle that a friend gave to me, and uh, I thought uh, we'd uh, drink it with some friends over here. Yeah, do a nice little celebration. But speaking of celebrations, I I believe that uh, some exciting news has happened uh, with uh, our government here in the U.S. Oh you know, yes, uh, yes, actually recognizing the Armenian genocide. Oh yeah, definitely, and, definitely, and, and it's sort of like a you know a big sort of fu to uh, to uh, Trump and stuff like that. Because Erdogan, of, because of it, yeah, and and, and Turkey is being like, no, and, and you know you the, guys. the thing about it, Brian, he's like constantly now threatening. I'm going to shut down your base. I'm going to yeah. shut down these bases. I'm going to, and now this ludicrous shit that he's saying now is, uh, hey, by the way. I'm going to let everyone know that uh, what you did to the American natives was the genocide too. Like we, like we care. Yeah. We, we've documented all that. We, yeah. they know, everyone we knows what, yeah, it, it's not like, oh my God, we can't sleep now. It's like, wait, what? We did what to who? Oh my God. We did this to the American natives, the Indians. Dude, we got a football team team named the Redskins. Yeah. Do you think we really give a shit about uh, what we did to those people back then? Of course we do, yes. but we've always said we've done it. Something that you've been in denial of saying what you've done to the Armenians. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I never thought, and I brought this up too, and uh, I put it on Facebook. I said, you know what? It, every country, every country has done something to someone. Yeah. Every country has. And you know what? We've we've uh, bent over backwards saying that, hey, we're sorry that we did this. Yeah. You're the only country or one of the few countries that have never said, hey, you know what? No, that's not us. Uh, we, we don't even have that book in our library that something like this yeah. happened. And uh, for you to not acknowledge this, I think you're the, you're the one. You're the one that's brought this this entire genocide thing to the full max. Yeah. If you would have just a hundred years ago said, yeah, it was us that did this. Uh, yeah, we did this. It was horrible. Have, have a remembrance or something like that, but you haven't done anything. Yeah. And, and, uh, you, you've actually turned churches into stalls and, uh, farm. Uh, I, I mean, 
you've desecrated everything, all right? And that now you think that— And then that, denied it, yeah. And denied it. That, that wasn't in the church. That wasn't an Armenian church. Matter of fact, that that right there was a farm that—I mean, come on, man. Who's that much of an idiot to believe all this? Yeah. We have facts. And then they turn around and say— uh, Ah, uh, well, you know what? Uh, I think we ought to let this uh, for the historians, for them to do it. And we, and the, and we're like, we've got all the facts. Flash to the historians. We're like, yeah, you guys did that. And then they flash back to the Turks, and it's like, uh, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. Uh, I don't like that historian. Let's get other historians in here. But did you also hear about this uh, Turkey's? Uh, the, uh, the Armenians got a new uh, bishop named Sahag Masalyan. Okay. Y A N. He's in. He's from Armenia, obviously, because uh, it's not an I A N. But in any case, the, this Sahak Masalyan. I wish to God we could get this clown on our show because this bishop has turned around and said, "Ah, you know what? Um, it's a bad. Uh, it's a bad deal. I don't know why uh, 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 America did this. I don't know why the government. Uh, we don't need to recognize the Armenian genocide. I mean, come on, man." You're you're the clergy. You're an yeah. Armenian. You died with a cross in your hand, oh, and the, our women, our, our children, our men jumped over cliffs not to be a part of that. I mean, for you to come out and say this, I hope you're haunted by 1.5 million Armenian uh, that that perished, that uh, died because of this uh, Holocaust, this genocide, and and you're saying, hey, no, it's not genocide. Uh, who the hell are you? Yeah. And you're representing the clergy. You're yeah. representing the cross. It's it's amazing to me. His name is Sahak Masalyan. What a damn weasel. Yeah. What a damn weasel. Anyway, uh, let's change gears. Let's yeah, get, yeah. Let's We're to supposed to be happy, happy this here. Is a good, yeah, this is a good happy time. But yeah, I, I, I not. I'll, I'll be honest with you too, Brian. Uh, in our community right now, it's not happy. It's not happy. We've got. We've got a lot of stuff going on here. We've involved ourselves with uh, uh, the politics of the U.S. And, uh, you know, the, this whole Trump thing, uh, it's almost divided the Armenian uh, society here. And I, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I'm a Democrat, and I'm telling you folks right now, what has Trump done for the Armenians? What has he done? Okay, let's start off. Who does he care about in the Middle East? Israel. Oh, oh. He's he's given the green light to Turkey to come into Syria and do whatever it wants. All right. Now he's constantly messing with Iran. He's given the green light to Israel. Go 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 do anything you want with uh, Iran. And it, we can't have that because that's our border country. There, those are Iran has been normally a good guy with the Armenians. If we didn't have Iran during Artsakh War. I don't know what would have happened to us. That was our only place that we were getting our oil from. So uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what what the hell this guy's all about. But he's getting him. He did get impeached in the house. I tell you what, the house has been really working. Yeah. Uh, it won't go. It won't pass the Senate though because no. uh, they're all they're all Republicans. But again, you're the third president to ever get uh, uh, impeached through Congress, right? Yes, third president. Yeah, it was uh, Clinton. Yeah, Johnson, I think. Johnson. Was it Johnson? I thought it was Johnson. Well, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, but Trump just got impeached uh, through the House, too. Anyway, anyway, uh, we're supposed to be drinking, having a good time here. And um, you know what, folks? Uh, 
I'm sorry. I know I, I've been putting some really crude uh, messages on Facebook, but I just I, I just don't know how to deal with some of you out there. I really don't. I, I, I really don't know your uh, roots to all of this, but yeah, you got it. You, we, right now, we have got to be together. We have to be together, and I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. It's going to be a while for all this. And, I, you know, for you guys, anyone out there saying, well, you know what, we got to support the bishop out there because uh, he, he's, been he's been threatened by Turkey. So what? We got a politician. Uh, we got a politician in there right now that's Armenian, and uh, he he's right there like a lamb in in their Turkish government, mm -hmm. and and he tells them what he wants to tell them there. Garo Palan, that's his name. Garo Palan, and man, I I tell you what, we ought to have a statue of this guy <laughs> in Armenia. Who can do that, Brian? This Garo guy, he's right there in the Turkish Parliament. They've yeah. even attacked him physically in the Turkish Parliament, mm -hmm. and he still doesn't give in. He no. still doesn't give in. And this uh, clown named Sahak Masalyan, the bishop, I think you ought to just go to hell, pal. We don't need you. We don't need you. All right. I got that off my shoulder. You got, you got that out, out of there? Out of my chest and everything there. I, I, I blessed Garo, and I uh, said uh, Sahak can go to hell. Yes. All right. So but you got all the negativity out. Now negativity is out of me, and I think it's time for Anusha's segment. Yes, something very nice today. Uh, she's uh, interviewing uh, Alice. Allison, is it? Yes, Allison. Allison. Allison uh, is a uh, big-time, uh, what does she do? She, she's she, into the uh, wine to where they broker and stuff like that? Yeah, she is currently a, bro a wine broker. Uh, but she was formerly world-renowned uh, rugby player. Wait a minute. Well, w women play rugby? Women play rugby. And I've seen... I've, I've never seen that. I saw some photos of of, uh, of She's Allison a badass? She, she's like, she looks like she could take some, some people down. Uh, can she take down the Sahak Masayan, this that, bishop? That's quite possible. I wouldn't doubt it. All right. Yeah, he, but, he'd go down real fast anyway. All right, go on. But I think that I think this is going to be a fascinating interview. I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing about her career and uh, and what the she transition and, and the all. transition and stuff yeah. like that. And of course, you know me, I love family histories and stuff like that. So I I'm looking forward to to uh, hear her story about uh, her family and everything as well. All right, roll the tape. Let's hear it. Hello and welcome to another episode on Toast to Armenia, Armenia Proud. This is the wine segment with Anush where I get to interview amazing and interesting people who are in the wine industry, winemakers, wine professionals. And today we have a very special guest who is in the wine industry and a former world-renowned athlete. We have Allison. Hi, Allison. Hi, Anush. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing lovely. Shot love. Shot love. I'm so excited to uh, be here, talk to you, to share your story with our listeners. Uh, we are in the month of December, and this is going to be the last podcast for me for this year. 2019, it's coming to its end. It has been an amazing year. I interviewed so many outstanding people, interesting and I am so happy to end this one with you. Thank you. I'm very excited as well. So um, I'm sure the listeners now are thinking world-renowned um, athlete. But before we get into that, so let them wait yes, till they hear that part of the story. Um, I wanted to share uh, uh, briefly how we met. Mm -hmm. We met through Instagram. Mm -hmm. I love social media. 
I mean, it has connected me to so many people. And um, so I was actually in Armenia and I got a message from Allison. You commented on one of my pictures. Mm -hmm. And then... uh, and then we talked a little bit. I and think you... I said something like, if you're ever in L.A., yeah. please let me know because I'd love to meet you and take yeah. you out. <laughs> and I said, I live in L.A. <laughs> I was like, what? Amen. It was, it was amazing. So uh, we met. We had an amazing time. And then, of course, after hearing the story, I had to interview you for the podcast mm-hmm. and share with everyone. Um, uh, so tell us, um, this is Armenia Pratos to Armenia, and we'd love to hear... Uh, the stories of Armenians. How did they come to United States and where they were before? A little bit of background, please. Yes, yes, definitely. So my mother is, or my grandmother is from Kesob, and that is a little mountain village in Syria, about an hour away from the coast. And my grandfather moved to L.A. from Istanbul uh, when he was about three. So in the er, night, about 1913, I believe he came over here and my grandmother came over here um, when she was about 24. She was teaching in Lebanon and my grandfather had seen a picture of her uh, somehow and he said, oh, who is this woman? I want to meet her. So for a year they were pen pals riding back and forth and finally my grandfather said, okay, we've been riding for a year now. I want to fly you over here. So we had a, she had a little bit of family over here, so she flew over, stayed with her family, and met my grandfather and after two weeks they were engaged and then married. Oh my gosh, love at first sight. Totally, right in a picture, and then pen pals. Oh, and my grandmother still so has romantic. all the letters. Yeah. there's. I don't know if that exists now, maybe through social media. Romance. Oh, I saw your Instagram picture. I'll send you lots of DMs. <laughs> that is beautiful. That is so pretty. I mean, it's a wonderful story. So, uh, so then... So then what? Okay, so then, um, let's see. So then my grandmother had four kids, and they were ran multiple businesses and very charitable to the church and very uh, part of the Armenian culture. We always, I mean, I wasn't quite born yet, but my grandfather and grandmother had huge parties at our house. We had... Um, Duke Magian over there, the governor, and then they, let's see, who else? I remember all these pictures of bod bellies with really big chains. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that they were just always throwing parties and entertaining and always just supporting the local Armenian community as much as they could. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. That is so, it's, it's amazing that, um, you know, all, all of the Armenians, I mean, everybody always wants to do something, and it takes an extra effort to do it, and for your grandparents to go through that extra mile and do that to, um, you know, maintain the presence, to support the Armenianness in the community, that's beautiful. That's, yeah. That's so great. And I like to think that I now am taking over from my grandmother. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so... Um, So then, uh, where did you grow up? Okay, so I grew up in Northern California in Santa Rosa. My parents had, were doing real estate in Manhattan Beach in late seventies, 
Um, about early, about 1980, they moved to Santa Rosa to get into the wine business. And then the rest is kind of history. So they opened up the first ever brokerage company, which at the time the banks wouldn't even give them a loan because they said, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, this idea business, it's never going to work. Nobody's ever going to buy wine from you. And they had the idea of getting the wine from the winery, small winery, Mm -hmm. and selling it direct to consumer over the phone world. Well, nationwide. Yeah. So they were basically, um, they had the vision of cutting all the middle people from the middle. Because from the point when you produce the wine, when it ends up uh, on the table, there's so many people, uh, so many added extra... now I forget the word. What's the word? So yes. So so you exactly. Your, your There's so many to make lines. it more accessible. Exactly. A good wine for less. Exactly. And plus, there were so many small family-owned wineries, and there still are not quite so many. But back in the early '80s, throughout Sonoma County, and even Napa as well, mm-hmm. just such such good quality wine. That didn't get any kind of distribution. Mm-hmm. And my parents had a sales and marketing background, both of them. Mm-hmm. So they were like, let's put our you know, resources to work and let's make this happen. My dad's been a salesman forever. He knew he could sell anything, That's whether amazing. it be ballpoint pens or baseball caps. Like He can sell. Plus, he absolutely loves wine. And my mom supports him in everything. So they kind of decided How to sell wine. How did they decide wine? Why, did they like wine or... I mean, they moved up mm-hmm. to Soma County and it was so different than Manhattan Beach. And there was just so much good wine everywhere that mm-hmm. they were like, why don't we sell this? Yeah. And so it just turned into a love. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, so you grew up in Santa Rosa. I've been to Santa Rosa. I love North mm-hmm, California. Me too. I could just like pack up and move right now. Uh, so what did you do there? What's your background? What did you, okay. So I've, okay, I'll get into the sports background cause I can't really get into background without talking about sports. Yeah. I've always been an athlete. I grew up playing soccer, golf, tennis, whatever you name it. I was there and in high school I started playing rugby and then continued to play in college and absolutely just fell in love with the sport. And, um, wanted to play as much as I could. Um, unfortunately had a couple concussions, so it kept me from playing at a contact level past college, but I found this amazing game called touch rugby. And it turns out that it's huge all over the world besides, um, in the United States and they actually have a touch world cup. So in 2016, I was chosen for the training squad after just picking up this new game, um, that year. But then I just fully dived into it. Just tried to become the best touch player I could. And earlier in April, 2019, I got to represent USA in the touch world cup in Malaysia. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. Uh, Now, how did that feel? I mean, how does oh it feel? I don't gosh. think I've, I've talked to any athlete who has been in the World Cup. So this is, you are the first person. So it had always it had always been my dream to represent the United States, and I always thought that rugby would be kind of the tool to get me there. 
except when I had to stop playing contact rugby, I was just like, well, I guess that dream is just something that's never going to happen. And then all of a sudden, when I found out there might be an opportunity for me to represent USA, I just had to, no matter what, I was going to do it. No matter what, I was going to be picked for that traveling squad. And when they handed me my number six USA jersey, I'm getting chills. Oh, my gosh. I, I just started bawling and crying. And I they were taking pictures of me. And I was like, no, no, I'm crying. I'm crying. Oh. And it just... Just emotion overwhelmed me and being in the opening ceremony and carrying the flag and just being able to compete with the absolute best in the whole entire world meant the world to me. Wow. And it's one of my most favorite accomplishments. One of my most favorite things that I've ever done. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> not, not everybody can say that they have been, you know, part of the World Cup. So mm-hmm. it's it's it's... It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this is uh, Armenia proud. We're proud of all the Armenians, but we're especially proud of you, you know, being there. <laughs> Thank you. That's wonderful. That's amazing. So, okay, how do we then transition from rugby into wine? I mean, you, you, you gave us a little bit background. Yes. Um, but how did you, how did your interest pick? Because it would be something that it's interesting for your parents, but not necessarily for you. Right. So when 2016, when I got picked, um, to practice for the world cup, I just did as much rugby, everything as possible. So I coached every team you can imagine from an all-star team to high school boys, high school girls, collegiate Every kind of touch game you can imagine, I went to every tournament, every tryout camp. My life was rugby and was working out for four years to get to that squad. And then afterwards, I was like, okay, I'm ready for a break from rugby. Like, mm-hmm. I think I got my uh, enough rugby for a, a while now. <laughs> And so I was actually just drinking wine with one of my best friends and we were kind of talking about, okay, what's next? And she's like, why don't you, I mean, why don't you just get into the family business? And I go, oh my gosh, it's just like the light turned on. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm now going to follow my parents' footsteps and they have big shoes to fill, but I couldn't ask for anybody else to help. This is amazing me. business. I, you know, I mean, we, we, you, you see my posts. I love wine. There's no, I mean, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best cheers, cheers to that. Cheers. So, I mean, from one amazing thing, you transfer to an, another amazing thing. So it's 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 very exciting. Um, so um, I was, uh, let's see, what, what, what was the next question? I mean, I'm just so like taken back from this uh, wonderful accomplishment of yours in rugby and then um, this amazing story of your mom and dad and opening the business. Um, it is all like it's very impressive. Well, I thank you. <laughs> and I'll say my parents, uh, they started California Wine Connection back when Sonoma County was so small. And now my parents know everybody, every winemaker, wine owner, um, just grape growers, everybody. We were just playing golf um, 
what, last month or two months ago. And we're about to tee off, and a guy comes up to my dad, and he goes, hey, I've got some extra petite Syrah. You know anyone interested? And I'm like, Dad, who was that? He goes, oh, I don't even know, but I get that all the time. And it's just, I couldn't have just jumped into the wine business if it wasn't for the past almost 40 years of them being fully in it and supporting all these small family-owned wineries. Because once you're in, you're in. And when you do good business, everybody wants to do business with you. And, of, of course, those small producers, they kind of now rely on your um, dad for, mm-hmm. for, for their sales. And I hope now me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, actually, I know. I'm, so uh, yes. so t- before we uh, talk a little bit more about your future plans, which kind of have to do with that all together, how, um, how if, if listeners, you know, they want to look into your portfolio, into the wines, how can they uh, find information and what do they need to do to be part of it? Okay. Is it a wine club? Is it It open? kind of is like a wine club. I'll say that my parents are very old school. So you're not going to be able to look on the internet and find anything on the internet. You might find my Instagram account <laughs> that has their business name. But other than that, there's nothing. My dad sells all his wine over the phone. So he has clients all over the United States and they chat for whether five minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever. He chats with them all over the phone. He knows all their styles, preferences. He's got some clients that he's had for 40 years, and he's got referrals that he just picked up last month. So it's um, if you're interested, uh, shoot me a DM, <laughs> and I'll love to chat with you over the phone because I really, I'm, I'm old school as well, and I just feel like you get such a better understanding of what someone likes when you can chat with them over the phone, and I can hear the tone in their voice and what they get excited about. And just through text messaging or email or ordering online, you kind of lose the service aspect of it. And Mm -hmm. we're really here to serve our clients. And we want to make sure that when they get that package of wine, that shipment, that they are just so excited and they know exactly what they're getting. And it's behind us. Like we chose it based on the info Mm -hmm. they gave us. So we're kind of putting it on our back that that's going to be a, an amazing case, two case, five case, whatever they order Mm -hmm. shipment. Or they can maybe travel to of course. Sonoma. Oh, we'd love for you guys to come to Healdsburg. I just hosted my first official wine tour in Dry Creek. And I had five women who were all turning 50. And oh. I drove them around. Yes, oh gosh, I picked amazing. them up with a bottle of champagne. Local, oh, sorry, local Brut Rosé from Breathless. And um, we toasted to that to start off the trip. And we went to three local wineries. And they just got the most VIP treatment. And it's wineries that we've been working with for years and years and years. And they just treated our clients like absolute VIPs. And it was so amazing and so fun. So if anybody would like to come, I'd love to be your host. Awesome. um, That's that's. That's a perfect thing to do. I get so many uh, people asking me, you know, I'm traveling to Napa, I'm traveling to Sonoma. What do you recommend? Where do you suggest? And I know from my own experience is that when you want to get there, you really don't want to spend too much time figuring it out. You want somebody plan it for you. 
but you want to enjoy, you want to go to good places and you also want somebody to drive because after oh, one totally. or two tastings, you have to have a driver. You have to have a driver. That's yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. Have, yeah. Hire a driver. Yeah. I remember living in Napa Valley. The most exciting part of the news was, you know, all the tourists coming in and oh, all the And it is expensive. Accidents. Yeah. Don't, don't go that route. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so now switching back to um, sort of um, Armenia and uh, wine combined together, I have to ask you if you have ever been to Armenia. Yes, I have. And I'll say um, I'm not 100% sure on whether World Cup was my favorite experience ever or going to Armenia was my favorite experience ever. I have It's such a close call that I, I, I can't. Wow, that's Put pretty. One or that's, two. That's, that's, I will, I will get emotional. I will get the chills over talking about my trip to Armenia any day. I just think about it, and I'm overwhelmed with emotion. Um, just because I wasn't raised um, in Northern California, I had no Armenian friends. No, none of my cousins lived up there. They all lived down here, so I didn't um, grow up being around Armenians much or not that much Armenian culture, except for when I came down for Christmas. And lately I've been realizing, okay, my mother is so Kessops. He's so from the village. But as a kid, I never realized that the dolma she was cooking was Armenian. I just thought it was like vegetables and rice or something. <laughs> and just the way she gardens is that's what they do in Kessop is you live off your garden. But going back to Armenia, um, I got to go with Land and Culture, and I got to stay in the village. And I'll tell you, if you and when you go what to Armenia. Land and Culture? Sorry. Okay, Land and Culture is an organization that my cousins actually run, Haig and Hilda Manjikian. They're quite famous, so I don't know. I'm just kidding. No, but they, they give back a huge, huge amount. And they've been running this organization for about 30 years and they take groups of kids, um, anywhere. I think you have to be 18. So 18 to whatever, 30, and they take, uh, kids to Armenia and they put them in the village and they do charitable work. So we got to work on a 14th century church. That's amazing. So rebuilding it, making it functional. And now they hold services there and Land and Culture, I'll just give them a shout out. They are such an amazing organization. We need to interview them. Oh, yes. We need to interview yes. them for, you know, to, to learn more about that as well. That's amazing. Yes. If you have any, any, the listeners, if you have any children that, I mean, children, you're 18. So if you're yeah. young, young adults that want to go travel to Armenia, this is the way to do it. You're not spending your time in cafes and in the city. You are living amongst the village. We had a a village woman was our chef and she cooked. So yummy. Oh, I gained 10 pounds over there. And it might have been more than 10. I would say 20, but that's an over-exaggeration. I've never, okay, never in my life ate so much, but there's no, I don't regret it at all. I will put on another 10 pounds. When I go next... I'll put on 20 pounds. So I don't when even I, care. I, do you have any plans for going next? Yes. Yes, I do. I think I'm going to go next year. If it's not next year, it's going to be the year after. My mom is finally showing some interest in going. So I'd love to take her. And I really want to do some exploring of the wine country there. Mm-hmm. As, as I'm getting more into the wine business, I'm realizing that 
the birthplace of wine is Armenia, so it only makes sense. I did not taste much wine when I went there, but now I've had the Yakobian Hobbs, mm-hmm. for example, and that to me Hold is... Hold on, you have it on your portfolio. We we had it very short term. Oh, okay. So we got it from their distributor, uh-huh. and we sold out right away. It was kind I of like see. a custom order. I see. One I of my see. dad's clients had had it at a restaurant, uh-huh. and he called my dad, and he said, you'll never believe I had this amazing Armenian wine, Jacobian Hobbs. Can you get it? And my dad was like, of course. So we, I think we were able to secure two or three cases. Uh-huh. It's since gone, but I've talked to... Jacobian Hobbs. I've talked to Wines of Armenia who sell it as well. Mm-hmm. And another shout out. Yep. <laughs> wines of Armenia. Get your Armenian wine from him. And so it's it's definitely still out there. And I will say I have I've grown to have a little bit of an expensive palate. I definitely know good wine. And that is I some really <laughs> Yes. That is some really good wine that definitely um can keep up with any Napa, any Sonoma, anything. Yeah, yeah. It's um I mean so, um, my question, my next question is that, you know, you have been to Armenia, you are in the wine business, you're interested in the, um, Armenian wine. Do you see any, and you did sell some of Jacobian hopes. Do yeah. you see any, any more future cooperation or any work related to Armenia wine or no wine? 100%, 100%. I actually, I should note that I've started my own little kind of break off of my parents' company and it's called a tailored wine experience. And I offer food and wine pairings and most of the food happens to be Armenian food. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that I'm able to use my heritage in also partnering and selling some amazing wine that goes with it. But I do cheese borag. I've got my cousin on the barbecue doing the shish kebab. Yeah. Um, I, I, I paired once with Bostroma, and I'll say I didn't get the best feedback, so I don't know <laughs> if I'll do that again. I think that's an acquired taste. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so I, I'm incorporating, I mean, the Armenian just runs so deep in me that anything I do, I want to do it with some Armenian intention in mind. And when I can share our culture, share our food with somebody who might never have been experienced to that. And I'll tell you, everybody loves cheese borag. There's not one person that is like, no, thank you. They want doubles. They want triples. They want to take it home. So the cheese borag, if you want to impress somebody, make a cheese borag. So which wine would you uh, pair it with? Uh, Not necessarily Armenian, but... And this is the other thing that is, I think, super fun is to pair Armenian food with non-Armenian wines because not everybody has an access to Armenian wines. Yes. So, but but they can make the Armenian food. Yes. So uh, when Anush first got over here, we might have opened up a bottle of wine. <laughs> might. <laughs> it's a 2012 Alexander Valley Cab, and that typically I will pour as the first red on my flight of reds. And the cheese borag is the first hot dish that I serve. So typically those two pair together. So the yeah. wine that you're having, which awesome. you need to refill, which, yeah. <laughs> is... Uh, I don't know, someone drank it. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of starts the party off. I'll do um, a sparkling, I'll do whites. But as soon as the cheese borag comes out the oven, as soon as this cab is poured, it's mm-hmm. like I've won everybody over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Cabernet was amazing and I, I can I can see totally... Uh, what you're talking about with that buttery, flaky, yes. cheesy, mm-hmm. gooiness, it would be perfect. Um, 
I mean, I am, what can I say? I'm so happy that we met. I'm so glad that you messaged me. And uh, I'm sure the listeners have enjoyed your story. Yes. Yours and your families. And um, we will, I know you said you guys don't have websites and etc. But you have your social media on the mm-hmm. Instagram. Uh, and in case the listeners want to connect, they can uh, connect to you. What's your uh, handle on the Instagram? California Wine Connection. And I will put it um, uh, in the com. I mean, in the description as well. Um, anything you want to add before we uh, yes. proceed to our wine tasting yes. party? Yes. So I'm actually taking Anush along. We're going to a California cab tasting party, where I will introduce her to many prominent wine drinkers. And my plan is to recruit some of these people with very deep pockets mm-hmm. to travel to Armenia where Anush is our main host Woo-hoo! and I am the little tour guide assistant and we bring these people to Armenia and it's the triple threat Allison, Anush and Armenia. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that. All so right. that's my secret plan that I've just revealed and I hope Anush is down. I love it. Of course. Anytime someone says wine, Armenia, let's go. I'm there. Yes. My suitcase is packed. Yes, let's, <laughs> let's go. 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 Well, uh, Allison, thank you so much. Um, thank you for taking time, sharing your story. Um, you know, from the first moment I met you, I fell in love. It's like I've been like I've known you forever, and uh, I can't wait for you to meet all the uh, winemakers and etc. For the Guinea Fest, yes, another part oh, that's coming. I, I, I know, wait. like we're trying to conclude the show, but it's like <laughs> it keeps we going. Can, we can it's talk going. forever. So. Uh, so, um, yes, uh, Merry Christmas, do, do, yes. Happy New Year, until yeah. <laughs> next time. Till next time. Cheers. All right. That was a hell of an interview, man. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, good. And you know what? I'm glad Anush doesn't uh, have that the thing that I got going. You know, I mean, she could sit down with anyone and they have a great time and laugh it up. And that's well, beautiful with Anush. I and, mean, uh, he, she, did, she did it with Allison here. It was great. You want me to get some wine for whenever we do this show, you know, so we can sit down and drink a little. I heard that you're going to England, though. Oh yes, that yes. That, speaking of drinking, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, I uh, I'm going to uh, England for the Christmas break. I leave Christmas Day. Actually, I'm going to have uh, breakfast with my family and then then book it on over. And uh, and, and, and I'll I be, I won't be back until January. And I also heard our GM, our owner, uh, set you up with uh, Arsenal tickets. Yeah, Arsenal versus Manchester United. Boom! Uh, which will be a, a fantastic game. Uh, I'm I'm really really looking forward to this. Will be like Dude. my first you know Premier oh. League like match that I'm really going to. Bro, so it, it's it's so it's so the stadium so beautiful and the seats you're going to have. If you look eleven o'clock and look up, it's got the biggest sign that says Arsenal Armenia. Nice. And it's so damn cool. It's so damn cool because every player that's played for Arsenal or plays for Arsenal has got their country logo. And right next to it, you'll see something like a little Peru. Mm-hmm. But this whole big, it, it's so damn big. It like it says Armenia Arsenal, and it, it's damn cool. Nice. And that's because of Henrik Mkhitaryan. God bless him. And uh I know that uh, he's in, uh, but he's not. He hasn't left Arsenal. They just, uh, they just like rented him. Oh, gotcha. So uh, he may be back to Arsenal. Oh. I, I, you know what? And with Arsenal's new coach coming around, 
uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan has made it clear that the you know what I can't play for a guy that just constantly wants to pass the ball and have two three passes four passes and then go in for a shot. Well, you got to go for that uh, like attack mode all yeah, the yeah, time yeah. attack mode and you're going to see that you personally are going to see an Arsenal team that's uh, rejuvenated, you might say. Yes. So it's going to be an excellent game, and you're going to love these seats. You see it all, and you're maybe about uh, two flights up, uh, I mean, like the section-wise. So oh, you're, okay. you're not at the bottom, but you're right there to where you see a caddy of, of the game. I'm telling you, you got a great view. Awesome. I'm you're looking gonna forward love to it. it. You're going to love it's, it. So. It's going to be a, an amazing trip. We're, we're hitting several different cities. Uh, we're gonna meet up with uh, some some friends that we have, and uh, and possibly do some other stuff in London, like with some other people. The restaurants are beautiful, man. Oh yeah, you're gonna love the restaurants too. And, and you know, uh, you know, like with the diet that I I eat, the whole food plant based diet. Uh, starting in January, take take a back uh, seat. Well, well, here's actually kind of the amazing thing is that in January it's very big in 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 England and and uh, other places too. But they call this uh, Veganuary, where basically everybody tries to go vegan for like a month. So you guys are all going to be happy together. It's going to be amazing. It's because like all these restaurants have like you know healthy or hopefully healthy vegan options. Uh, If not, then they got some other vegan stuff going on. But uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be really really cool, and I'm gonna take a ton of photos, and we're gonna shoot a bunch of uh, you know film and stuff like that, and and have have a blast. Have a blast, and I'll tell you what. Let's wrap this up. Let's have a blast outside here. Yeah, they're let's get they're to starting. That party. I'm starting to hear uh, people. They drink early here, man. Apparently, well, what do we got here? We got 10:50, and I'm already hearing people uh, uh, making toast out there. I think we ought to be part of that toast. So, Genatsit Kishir party, my friends. We'll see you after the holiday breaks. How about that? Tune in next week for another episode of A Toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. Find the show online at armeniaproud.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation at facebook.com slash armeniaproud or Twitter at armeniaproud. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.